Kevin Smith and his wife, Jen Schwalbach, have traveled the globe, selling out theaters left and right. The Secret Stash now proudly presents One Sold-Out Night in London, available on vinyl, as in that thing you put on a turntable. Plus one, Murica. Crank up some goddamn funny storytelling, recounting the night that one of Smodko's royal family OD'd on weed. Pick up Plus One, Murica, in regular or limited autographed editions, available exclusively on jayandsilentbob.com. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie is continuing to play to packed houses, and we've got some merchandise to help you do a little grassroots marketing for us. Sneaky, eh? Go to cafepress.com slash groovymovie and click all over the page for sweet cartoon movie swag-o-rama. Shirts, posters, buttons, journals, keychains, water bottles, flasks, coasters, magnets, stickers, iPhone cases, laptop skins. It's a veritable bukkake of blunt man and chronic jizzle manizzle. Open your browser and feast upon the wealth of whoring material for Smodco Pictures' latest opus, Jay and Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. Check out cafepress.com slash groovymovie. It's a... It's a long way to fly. Yeah. And ultimately, it's not as a spectacular grade. I mean, it's fun, but you're kind of just sitting there watching the symphony play, which is cool. I admit. But yeah, I mean, who the fuck wants to go watch a fucking symphony play at Abbey Road? It's just the worst. I know. It's the worst Why thing in the world. This <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Guess what? Feeb 21. Can you, hear, can you hear me? I sure can. I don't know if I liked my love. Where, where am I? Am I there? Uh, three am I there? there? Here I am. Oh, there? okay. You good? Right. I'm good. <laughs> uh, every episode starts with us sort of figuring out if Scott's happy with how he sounds. Or, or how loud just, he affects, is, rather. It affects the overall show. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad we got out of the way. Let's fucking do this thing. Oh, uh, here we are. <laughs> Feeb 21. Yeah, 20. let's fucking do this thing. 21 episodes. Fucking high energy pump ah! show. Uh, I just, uh, Scott just got back from Dallas after uh, six months, pretty much. I did, and I'm fucking pumped about doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> I told Scott before we started, I am uh, exhausted, and he's going to bring the energy, and he's doing it. He's not letting me down. I'm fucking pumped about doing this show. <laughs> Uh, it's a whole new fucking Mosier. Whoa, new Mosier. It's just fucking, I mean, if you could feel the intensity oh, and the I, energy that I am giving off. It's so, it's so, it's really. I'm going to be like Robin Williams. That's how intense please I'm going to be. <laughs> this show. Please don't. I'm be like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, okay. Like both All right. Roles. Well, Mrs. Doubtfire I can take. That's my favorite Robin Williams movie. Really? Yeah. You would vote for that? Over what? Uh, I don't count his dramatic works like uh, Goodwill Hunting or like Awakenings or uh, What Dreams May pure, Come. I'm just kind of pure, pure Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. I like Mrs. De- I like Mrs. Doubtfire more than that. Uh, I find it more relatable. Moscow and the Hudson. No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying like that because really... I 
just the bottom of any list. Come on, there's got to be other. No, why can't you just movies? accept that Mrs. Nowfire is the, his greatest work? Death to Smoochie. Oh, I do like Death to Smoochie quite I, a bit. I would vote for that way over Mrs. Nowfire. Uh, quality movie wise, yes. Uh, amount of times I've seen, I've only seen. I saw Death to Smoochie in the theater. I did too. Me and Johnson saw it like yeah. opening day, and we were like, "This is the best movie ever. It's going to make tons of money." And it, it was made like, nothing. It was really good. Movies. Who directed? Devito directed. Devito directed. Yeah. Like, fucking sank his sank his directing, directing career. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really heard it anyway. Ed Norton and uh, Robin Williams. I like. Yeah. Death to Smoochie. If you've never seen Death to Smoochie, which I doubt many people have, uh, it's really funny. It's great. It really is a terrific movie. Uh, Mrs. It has Doubtfire to be something also else. Is, uh, is even better. All right, I have to look this up. You're gonna look up I've, the uh, film. I mean, the Robin Williams. Ooh, Robin uh. Williams. Uh, we're gonna rank our. Uh, welcome to a fee. We're gonna rank our Robin Williams movies. <laughs> <laughs> Episode twenty one. <laughs> Episode twenty one. I can't tell you the last time I saw a Robin Williams movie because, generally speaking, they don't. Everything that's up there doesn't appeal to me. Right. What was the last thing he did? It had to be like a like one of those like. Oh, I liked his movie he did with Bobcat, um, Dad of the Year. Is that what it's called? I don't know what that is. See, there's ones like. All right, let's go down the bottom here. Oh shit! There's a lot. Oh fuck, Popeye. Yeah, come on. Popeye's fucking way better than Mrs. Doubtfire. I just want you to know that he's got one, two... World one, According two, to three, Garp? Four, five, six, seven, eight things in production slash development right now. The World According to Garp? Yeah, yeah. The Best of Times is not great. But I don't know. I would rather watch that then. Oh, uh... No, look at... I'm telling you. Insomnia, I kind of liked. Uh... Oh, he's the voice in AI. I like AI. Do you like AI? Fisher King? I enjoy the Fisher King. Fisher King's good, yeah. But do you like AI? That's my question to you. Hold on. I'm going through it in order. Wow, there's some... There's some duds? Being human. I don't even know what some of these are. Too Wong Fu, Jumanji, The Birdcage, Jack. These are not ones I'm listing because I like them. Oh, look. He was on an episode of Friends. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i believe it was him and uh him and billy crystal in that episode uh, <laughs> they were promoting uh, whatever movie came came out around then uh did i like ai uh not really i liked it all right i think it's mm-hmm. worth a second you and i worth that a won't happen look. no onward gonna, and upward I'm gonna take a look in yeah. my estimation i'm i'm gonna move on to the next thing all right uh i i'm i'm still going and i'm all right Sorry. All right, so now you've seen the list. I still would, I would say Popeye. I would say, I mean, on a pure comedy level, I don't know. I guess Popeye. I'm not a big Mrs. Doubt. Popeye is what you would rank as your <laughs> as your best. I love Popeye. Man. I love Popeye. What is wrong with you? Why? It's terrible. No, it's not. Popeye is not good. Why? Shelley Long, who plays Bluto? Uh, I can't remember his name. But the songs by Harry Nelson, yeah, and directed by uh, directed fucking by Altman. Yeah, it's t- I mean, it's, it's I mean, a, it's got stacked with talent. It's, it's stacked a, with talent. It's a clusterfuck, but I think it's more enjoyable than Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, Mrs. Doubtfire to me time. is just like, yeah. I mean, uh, slow amazing. pitch up the middle. Amazing, really? Yeah, really. You would qualify that movie as amazing. <laughs> well, here's the. I mean, it's fine for what it is, but watching it once, we're like, who knew? <laughs> Hello. 
<laughs> we just both did our Mrs. Doubtfire. Here's okay. All right, all right. Here's a, you cheeky monkey. I think I've so cracked. That, that, made me, I think that was I've, the one thing that made me laugh. You cheeky monkey. That was the one. I think thing I've that made cracked me laugh the. the uh, I've cracked the Robin Williams code. All right, all right. Are you ready? Yeah. Popeye came out in 1980. All right. I, 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 I How old were you, Scott? I was uh, nine. Okay. Ready for this? I saw it in the theater, dude. Okay. Fucking, right. that's who I am. I saw Fucking Mrs. I saw Mrs. For this show. I saw Mrs. Doubtfire in the theater as well, and that came out in 1993. How old was Matt? Ten. We've just figured out how everyone picks their favorite Robin Williams movie. <laughs> it's between, it's between nine, and nine and ten, and, 10. <laughs> and then before and after. Yeah, you're just. I like, mean, I liked Mark and Mindy. I was a Mark and Mindy fan growing up because I it was. Oh, like, that was on reruns constantly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, 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 reruns. I was a fucking. I'm pretty sure I, it was on while I was. I was watching. Yeah, was 70, watching 78 to 82. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That, yeah, that dude, was, I was there. You were watching that live. I was I there. had to wait for the reruns. I was there. I mean, the shit went downhill. Um, it it kind of got weird. I mean, the Jonathan Winters thing was like weird and <laughs> and bad and good all at the same time. The late great Jonathan Winters movie. Yes. Uh, rather move. Uh, you know, Jonathan Winters performance. The uh, okay. So here's what I'm saying to anybody who's right now. Nine or ten years. Anyone old, born? Listening. Anyone born in two thousand three? Their favorite Robin Williams movie is The Big Wedding. Wow! <laughs> so that's what you, I I feel better about having Popeye. Yeah, now I've cracked the code, so I don't have. I feel bad about uh, anything. Dead Poets Society I liked a lot. Again, I'm not taking his dramatic work into account here. Uh, well, I think we have to take his whole oeuvre into his uh, his Oscar uh, winning oeuvre. How many movies have you worked on that have won an Oscar? Have, that have won? Yeah. Or been nominated? No, won. You mean, I mean, not for In best. In any category. Not for best no, picture. I, mean, yeah. um, I guess Good Will Hunting is yeah. it. I think that's all. So. That's all I got. And that was what, 96, 95? Uh, I think that was 98 was the Oscar. It came out yeah, in 97. Yeah, so it came out in 97. Yeah, so, it came out winter of 97. Yeah, anybody born in 87. Well, anyone born in 87 and see it. Like, no, no, they did. 87, came out in 97. If you saw that movie. Oh, okay, that was your moment. That's there. You're like, <laughs> that's, that's your that's, that's your, your Robin Williams moment. <laughs> that's your, how about them apples? If you that have is, a 10-year-old kid and you're listening, now's the time <laughs> to show, show a Robin Williams Yeah, <laughs> show him whichever one you want to yeah. be his favorite. Yeah. Because everything else in a few years. The, just... Yeah, it's the Robin Williams theory. Uh, brought to you by Phoebe. Uh, also brought to you by Phoebe. Hulu Plus. Just kidding. <laughs> we are not popular enough to have ads. <laughs> we don't. Nobody's really approached no us. I don't asked. even know where they would send it. Uh, let's see. So, okay. Four Eyes and Beard. Four Eyes and Beard at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah, if you yeah. want us to advertise, go for it. Uh we should just advertise. We should be our own advertiser. So we're just essentially going to just advertise. Sponsor our show. Oh, yeah. This episode of Phoebe is brought to you by Phoebe. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? I, uh, yeah, so I just got back from Montreal, uh, Canada. Which is our origin story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which yeah. I can't tell again. It was the, uh, it would be the third time. Uh, it was the, uh, it was, uh, I missed you up there, Scott. I it wasn't you. the same. It wasn't. It wasn't as magical. I was bummed that I couldn't go. I like Montreal a lot. Montreal's fantastic. I uh, went to uh, old Montreal uh-huh. quite, like four or five times. Like I walked over. Didn't I? Didn't even get a smoked meat sandwich. I that wish was I had. A mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. In retrospect, yeah, 
I had shawarma like five times. What's that? There's a big Lebanese population up there, apparently. Uh huh. You know, it's the it's the um uh, yeah, meat yeah, on yeah, a yeah, meat yeah, on yeah, a stick. Yeah, that they slice the, and the, put the, it on a salad. It's like a up. It's like an upright rotisserie. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what it is. It's good. But you didn't have the smoked meat, and then where'd you eat? Did you go eat? I didn't go anywhere awesome. What happened? I don't know. I just kind of lost my will to go anywhere awesome. Well, that's like yeah. So you, it was like your your will to. I was like, do things up the middle? Where's Scott? I wanted to go. You should have. You should have just flown out. You could have stayed in my room. I had an extra bed. It would have been fun. We would have been bunk buddies. We could have talked about uh, ghost stories and stuff. <laughs> we could just go out and then like, yeah, do other sure, stuff. Sure, we that. could do that. But we could <laughs> also stay in the room and talk our... about ghost stories. Sure you don't want to go out? <laughs> no. <laughs> you think out there is going to be better than right here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Comic-Con happened. I, I didn't do that either. I did. Yeah, I did that. Comic Con was long this year. It was I was there. You mean it felt long? Wednesday to Sunday, I was there. So that's the longest you've ever done. Yeah. <clears throat> I Wednesday, was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. What's well, you saw Metallica? That looked, I saw Metallica on Saturday exciting. night. That was fucking incredible. That's awesome. It was it was amazing. Uh, yeah, we did a podcast with them during the day. Well, just James and Kirk. Uh, they divided and conquered. So. Gotcha. Then yeah, Lars and Rob everybody. went to uh, did some other interviews, and we got Kirk and James, which was delightful. And uh, I really feel like James and I are best friends. I don't know if he feels the same. If he's way. listening, she probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's really fun. That we that podcast will come out in September, closer to their uh, movie coming out. Nice. Uh, but the Metallica show was amazing. They did a secret secret show at uh, Spreckles, you know, wow. the Spreckles Theater. No. Uh, I don't really know. I'm San guessing Diego. it seats. I mean, I know about the mayor, but I'm guessing it seats like 500 people, maybe. Oh, okay, so yeah. You, so it was a really that's awesome, tiny, intimate, awesome Metallica that's, show. That's that would make it worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty terrific. Uh, what else did I do there? Had some shows. Did a live Nerdist podcast. Or the internet thinks I was too drunk for whatever. Listen, you were like too that. drunk. That's what the internet says. It's funny. The internet. It's divided. Were you into, drunk at all? Not really. Not really. Chris just kept saying I was drunk because I had like five beers in front of me. I didn't drink any of them. <laughs> They're all just full. I had one drink on stage and then two waters. But anyway, uh, we did this. Uh, we did a podcast at the uh, at the Balboa Theater, and uh, Matt Smith, uh, the doctor from Doctor Who, is was on our, our guest. And uh, I've decided the internet's divided into two camps: crazy obsessive Doctor Who fans who didn't enjoy me on the podcast because I kept just making jokes. You and weren't it, taking Doctor Who seriously. Not, really, not enough for them. And uh, and the other half of the internet is everybody else who thought I was on fire. And you were very, all very of you funny. weren't all fans my riffs were, just were like, great. Thank God he didn't yeah. take it too seriously because yeah. yeah. we don't really yeah. take it that seriously. Yeah. As I don't think anybody should. I haven't seen. I still haven't watched it. Yet. Man, don't worry about it. Who cares? You don't have to. <laughs> it's your <laughs> life. You have a choice, Scott. That's what I. That's my. That's that sort of what, what I've come what's away come from. from San Diego? That's what I've come away from at Comic Con. It's like you know, fucking. Don't worry about Just it. Just let people go. Just don't worry people, about it. You can't absorb you everything. If you don't watch Breaking Bad, then you don't fucking watch Breaking Bad. You can't watch everything. You can't. You I try to watch things, everything. and I just go like, I don't. I do say like, I'll start watching a show, and I'll say. I'm not going to commit the time to do it, even if it's not bad. Yeah. Even if I'm like, this is okay. Yeah. But I'm like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta 
No, you don't have to blow me away, but you got to make me feel like, okay, this is like... You got to balance it out and make it something that's worth your hour. Yeah, if I'm going to commit to the time, it's got to be something that I'm like, all right, like this feels different enough from some... For me, once again, it's about this feels different enough from something else that I've seen. Right. And, And it's even like stuff that's good. It's just a matter of like, there's so much out there now that, you know, it's like... It's got to be really good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I it's been a, or just it's, really interesting to me personally. Yeah. It's been a few years for me since I've really gotten into any sort of hour long drama kind of thing or or, or any sort of like because I don't watch I don't watch Walking Dead. I don't watch Breaking Bad. I, I do like Breaking Bad and I like Game of Thrones, but that's about. Yeah, all I don't, I don't watch. watch Game of Thrones either. I had dinner. Gaming Thrones. Gaming Thrones. <laughs> I had uh, Gamey Thrones. Game. That's what I want to watch. <laughs> New cookie show. Cookie cookie, cookie show. show. <laughs> just cookies. They just cook cookies. Game uh, made all cookies made with gamey meat. Uh, gamey Thrones. That's of cookies. interesting. So just a lot of like uh, bison and and sort of and uh, boar deer. Yeah, I like it. I'm on board 100. Uh, percent I did have I did uh, have dinner. With uh, with uh, one of the dudes from uh, Game, of, Game Thrones? of Thrones, yeah, yeah. David, the older guy, the guy that uh, did some sweet, sweet killing in that Red Wedding episode. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I had dinner with him. I had dinner with him, Stephen Moffat, who was the executive producer, head writer of uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, and uh, the guy that plays Sherlock's brother on Sherlock. Okay. Who also was a writer for Sherlock? Had dinner with him as well, and a couple of the other people. Uh, BBC America. Uh, okay, it was a BBC America. It was kind dinner. of yeah. We just ended up at Nobu after the World's End. Of course, party. you did. It was after the World's End party. Did you see the World's End? I haven't seen it yet, but I did finally get to meet Nick Frost, who I'd never met. I haven't met him. I've only met I've, I've met Edgar a few times. I haven't met anybody else. I know Edgar and Simon. It was pretty delightful. I do want to. Uh... I do want to see that movie. Yeah, I do too. I really do. I've heard really good things about it. Doug Benson uh, saw it and he loves it. Love, love, loves it. Which is rare for him to actually like really, really think of movies. I'm a big fan of the first two. So I'm excited. To see yeah, it. I am too. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Sunday spent all day on the floor with uh, with Quinn. We became we became uh, you found we, you we found lovers. each other. <laughs> Found each other through the fucking crowded floor of yeah, Comic Con. We did. We found, well, I ran into him. He was on his way to the Superman party on uh, Friday night, and I was on my way to the Walking Dead party. And I saw. Imagine him, that. And I saw him, and I stopped him, and uh, he got really excited. And then we exchanged phone numbers, and then we hung out all pretty much all day. We literally you technically lost his number because you asked. Me I had to, it. yeah, because like I texted him to go, and the text didn't go through, or whatever. Anyway, so anyway. It happened, worked out. Uh, Sunday, we pretty much spent, I, I want to say, six hours, maybe seven hours walking the floor of Comic-Con. Holy shit. Like, we got to, like, like we saw everything. We literally saw everything. He, what was cool is we ran into Mark Teixeira, you know, the artist from Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, Brian was really excited to see him and was talking about how he drew his favorite Punisher, which was, like, this one issue uh where uh the punisher had like this long long hair and a ponytail and just like looked like a vietnam vet for once and just and uh to share immediately people. immediately remembered the panel he was talking about so uh Quinn gave him 100 bucks and then he was he drew it he drew it I a, saw uh, I he saw it. yeah that's oh did he put it up somewhere yeah, he did put it up somewhere it's fucking right on instagram yeah it's rad 
and uh, it was a delight. It was delightful. Yeah, we kept walking, but we had to then kill time while he drew that. <laughs> okay, so you guys are like, "Hey, I'll see you later." Oh, uh, well, now we go. Let's just go over here. Yeah, let's <laughs> just. Towels? I bought a uh, I bought a Ghostbusters poster. Oh yeah, linen backed uh, original Ghostbusters poster. That's exciting. It's really it's really a terrific poster. It's there... the one with the three of them. No Winston for some reason. And it says they're coming to save the world this summer. <laughs> Scott's eyes got real wide when I said no Winston for some reason. Scott was just going to explain racism to me. <laughs> and now. <laughs> um, why, do you, why do you think he wouldn't have been on the uh, I poster? I don't know if it was that. I just, you know. His name wasn't even on the... Uh, on, the uh, on the first one sheet? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it's like... Well, it wasn't... I don't know if I would say Ernie Hudson. It was... But it, Moranis was on there. Well, but once again, like, would you say Ernie Hudson at that point was at the at the at the level of like Rick Moranis? That's the uh, yeah, correct. I would. Yeah, that's the poster. I mean, I ain't take, I ain't trying to steal from fucking Rick Moranis, but come on, man. Um, yeah, that's the poster I remember. Sweet poster. Sweet poster, bro. Performed by Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> Shot by Laszlo Kovacs. Oh wow. Yeah. Music by Elmer. I Marsh. worked with uh, Laszlo's daughter, Nadia. Also starring, also starring Harold Ramis and Rick Moranis. I like how Harold Ramis gets an also starring. Well, he wasn't, you know, well, he fucking wrote it. He was in Stripes. I know. He directed but he gets, National Lampoon. He Lampoon. gets credit for writing it. Yeah, but he directed uh, Vacation. I know, but he he gets credited for what he's doing. Why? What are you so? I'm just so angry. About? I want Harold Ramis to have all the props in the world. Wow, you should just fucking. This is the poster for Ghostbusters. Great poster for Ghostbusters Two is pretty terrible. <laughs> is it the one with the them in front of the symbol? Yeah, I it mean, is. It, it is pretty awful. It goes from like it just turns into it looks bad. It's not. It looks uh, cheaper. The the poster, yeah, I, mean, I would it literally agree looks that. like part two. They were like, let's make for half the amount of money. I don't remember Ghostbusters Two, but I do remember it wasn't very good. Again, I do remember not. Ernie Hudson does not have his name on the poster. Are you sure? Yeah, his wow. poster. He's, he's on he's it. He's on it. He made it this time. I really, uh, I love, I love Ghostbusters. I think it's. I love the first one. The first one was like the best. One of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the comedy. I mean, just it's so funny. It's such a funny movie. Like I've seen it play a few times now. Um in theaters like i've gone to like new beverly and stuff when they've been screening it yeah and it really is uh, to experience that with a crowd is a lot of fun i saw it in the theater when um, it originally came out because i was because i'm older than you. <laughs> i understand this man i'm approaching i'm, I'm approaching older than 30 you. a week from monday i turned 30. 30 yet i turned 30 a week Fuck. from monday listen I keep you young. You keep young friends. You just feel. I just. I, just, I drink. <laughs> I drink your youth. <laughs> Yet somehow you look younger than me. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm getting gray. Yeah, I'm getting gray too. Look yeah, your beard's going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking going. I keep finding new ones every day. It's what yeah, little hair I have left is I'll turning be, gray. I'll be forty-three in a few. Oh, not in that many months. Well, I mean, I I will be forty-three at some point. I will age. We're never going to catch up. We're never going to be in the same. No, it'll be in the, the same, same distance. Yeah. That's why all these things you're like, I love Ghostbusters. I, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, well, I saw Ghostbusters. Like twice. I saw Ghostbusters two in the theater. Yeah, but that's not. 
That's doesn't count. Well, it's not that good. <laughs> it was a. Uh, I mean, it was just. I just like. I barely remember it. I just remember there it, was like goo in the sewer, and it's it not, made people mean. It's not great. It, like, it has a lot of funny moments, with, particularly with Peter McNichol. Yeah, who was very funny in that movie. Um, was he? But the I think story was no. He was. He was. Um, Janos. Oh, yeah, he yeah. worked at the museum yeah. and then got possessed by Vigo. Vigo. <laughs> Scourge of the Carpathians. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you excited if they make Ghostbusters 3? I am not. Uh, I would be. I tell you what. I would be. I would be interested in seeing it. I would be very interested in seeing it. It just feels like the likelihood of it not being. Do you remember great. that Ivan Reitman movie that. Uh, had David Duchovny and Julianne Moore in it with Evolution. That was that was originally a script for Ghostbusters three. Yeah, and then, and then it, it just got reworked into a. I saw Evolution in the theater. I did not. The trailer looked really, really <laughs> it looked exactly what good. it was. Yeah, that's a movie you never that never comes up. That's a movie that never is on cable. It's never. That's when you know you've shit the bed. Yeah. Really bad. Like it's not Where even. it's just like people are like, do, can we put those on three in the morning? They're like, ugh. No. Uh, like I don't even think I've seen it. Uh, I don't even think I've seen it like on TBS or something. No. It's cause somebody's probably got it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to see what the Rotten Tomato score on Evolution is. Rotten Tomatoes rating. What do you think it is, Scott? What do I think the evolution was? Rotten Tomatoes. 32%. You are off. It is 43%. That wasn't bad. Audience rating, 47%. Who is in this movie besides David Duchovny? Uh, What's his name from the Sprite commercial? Orlando Jones? Yeah. I remember he was in it. Ethan Supley. That's That's the other guy that's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I know Ethan. Yeah, you do. Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Fuck, I'm pumped about doing this show. And Sean Williams. I'm not as excited. Fuck, I'm pumped about doing this yeah! show. Yeah! I'm back. That was a lull. You it, got lots of energy. It made $37.6 million in the box office. Oh, not good. I wonder how much it cost. It probably cost about, I thought it was like high. It was around 80 or 90, but I could be totally wrong. Uh,. Box office mojo. Oh, uh, I saw on the plane. I watched Burt Wonderstone. Did not look appealing to me. You were correct. Um, you were. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. They, I rarely watch it. To me, you do rarely watch. It was on the, a plane. You did rarely watch a trailer where you're just like, "This is not." This yeah. Is, this doesn't appeal to me now. Yep. If if two minutes of it doesn't appeal to me, then. I really don't think two hours. But like, if you're flying a lot and you've seen all the movies that that particular airline has I read to offer, a book. yeah, I read, I sleep, yeah, I catch up on sleep, yeah, I do anything other than watch something that it's just I find watching stuff that I don't like depressing at this point in my life. It doesn't make me happy, Matt. It doesn't make me happy. <laughs> the uh, the incredible, don't you want me to be happy? I do. I want you to be the happiest. I am going to go see Pacific Rim tonight. Oh, yeah? I actually purchased tickets. Who are you going with? Going with the lady? Yeah. She's going to see it? Yeah. Kiki's already seen it three times. Wow. She yeah. into monsters? Or? No, she's into... Yeah, that's why my what's wife's going. <laughs> I'm like... She was sitting there. She goes, I want to go to a movie tonight. 
Mm-hmm. She just demands it. Yep. Understood. And she's like, you fucking quit being a shut in freak. And so I'm like, okay, cool. What do you want to see? And I was looking at the arc line. I was like, well, they have Pacific Rim. And she goes, I'd see that. And I was like, really? And then I remembered she loves Sins of Anarchy. And I'm yeah. Like, you don't want to, it's like, you want to see it for the one reason that like no one else, like, I mean, obviously. Kiki, I think all the girls that went to all see the girls that movie, see saw that, that movie for him. And we're just like, what about the monsters and well, the robots? And you're like, care. what about the six care. pack? Yeah. And the cutiness. Oh my God. He is, uh, he's a dream. Me, motherfucker, is he? He sat right here. We did a podcast with him in here. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Is he though. English? Australian? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you listen to it when you were in the room? I wasn't here. Oh, you weren't. Here. I was gone. I was in Austin. I think. Um, uh, Bert Wonderstone. Everybody, guess the gross of Bert Wonderstone. Uh, the gross of Bert Wonderstone was fifty-two million dollars. Mm-hmm. You would be wrong by thirty million dollars. It was twenty-two. Oh wow! Million dollars. I was giving it a you know. Uh, I like Steve. Do you Carole. know who's fucking great in it? Alan Arkin is fucking. Alan Arkin is. Alan Arkin is really funny. Alan Arkin is always amazing. Carell's really good in it. Buscemi's underused. Olivia uh, Wilde is 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 is, uh, is adorable lovely. and delightful. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, James Gandolfini turns in a performance in there that's pretty good. I just think that the sh- the movie had just like crazy structure problems and just like it just I just like you're watching. You you're care. like, why are you doing this when you should be doing this? And you don't care, Matt. I feel like some of the these. I feel like some of the ex- eccentricities of of uh, magicians wasn't explored enough. You know what I mean? Like, see, but that very sentence makes me not want to watch the movie. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> like the idea of like, I just don't know if people, I, I, I feel like it's. You know my feeling you wanna, on magicians. Pardon? You know my feeling on magicians. You hate magic. Yeah. And you hate magicians. <laughs> yeah. My thing with magic, if you want to make a movie about magicians, do it for five million bucks. I don't right. think that there's a big enough audience. Yeah. I think people don't, I, I don't think people are, I don't think, I don't think people are, I mean like Arrested Development did it in a way that was, brought in oh, the sure. idea of magic or magicians in a way that was sort of interesting, but I don't want to watch a whole movie about magicians. Right. I do. I mean, you, did you not like The Prestige? Um, I thought it was I thought it was okay, but I, I wouldn't it. say that's a movie about mag- magicians. Oh, really? No. I, it's about magicians. I mean, technically... It's about two magicians <laughs> that have a rivalry. The Prestige was... Oh, wait, which one was that? It's Christopher Nolan one. Oh, but that was wasn't that the one where it's like it was about two fucking identical twins? Yeah, well, yeah. that was the big reveal. Yeah, but then it's not magic. No magic. Like magic was... is not real. <laughs> Scott, what is wrong with you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Matt Myra on magic. <laughs> well, magic is not real. It's not real. What is? Everyone, listen. Everyone, listen. Um, I know magic's not real. Okay, well then, what is your problem that he, the identical? No, I I, I wouldn't call that a movie about. I don't know. It it didn't feel. Like I thought a, it was great, but it's not a movie about like the concept or idea of modern magicians. Okay, like, that to me is what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I think right. Burt Wonderstone. Um, I wonder what the did, prestige made work. at the box office. Um. It might not have broke a hundred. It might have been between ninety and a hundred, or it was about one fifteen. Because that's uh, domestically. I'm wrong on every one of these, so I don't know why you keep asking me. 
Or technically, you may not be asking me. I'm asking you, and my uh, question to you was, how much did it make? Between 90 and, and 100 or 115, which is two years. Are you saying worldwide or domestic? I'm saying domestic. Okay, domestic growth, 53 million. Wow. Worldwide, so it made 109. Off. And the production budget was 40 million. So it made back its money. 50, huh. Uh, the other one is the one that did okay. That was like I remember the, the one Illusionist. Did, yeah, no, the Illusionist was the no. That's the one you're talking thing. about, or is that the no, Ed Norton one? Yeah, with the Paul Giamatti and Ed Norton. Yeah, I don't. Remember. That came out like at the same time. I don't remember. Yeah, there's a lot of magic movies. Oh well, yeah, there's the animated Illusionist too, which came out in 2010. But um, I'm talking. About I didn't see one. the Ed Norton one. The I think it was all that one made. That one made. Ready. $39 million. $87 million worldwide. That one I lost interest in pretty quickly. Production budget? 32. 16.5. Pretty cheap movie. I mean, relatively. This is this is a game that shows that I've worked in the business for this long and I know nothing. <laughs> Scott, you've produced many movies on your own and you don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's I don't do it. Do, let's I don't do look it. at any of that. Here stuff. we go. Ready? I don't. I don't ready? really pay attention to that stuff. Clerks. Okay. Clerks. Ready? Yes. Uh, what do you think the lifetime gross of Clerks is? This is just uh, all it has is domestic. The domestic gross of Clerks, theater wise, not we're not talking home movies. Three. You're exactly right. Three point one. It made uh, production budget. You know this. <laughs> Well, they listed as twenty seven thousand dollars, which is not necessarily true. If you look at like what people finally saw in the theater, was not twenty seven thousand dollars. What do you think people finally saw in the theater? How much do you think? The, what do you think the well, total I know got up to? How much that is? Well, how much was it? Uh, it was a roughly about a hundred, and it was like a it was about another hundred to blow it up to thirty five. Oh yeah, yeah to yeah. remix the sound, um, to add in the. We added in all the music, like that was the soundtrack that came afterwards. Yeah, it was about a hundred grand. The blow up process costs almost like we had the. I think we reshot all the titles and the title cards. I think we did, and then all the video mastering was about a hundred grand. It's not cheap. It's man. not cheap to make a movie. No, at least uh, not no. a watchable movie anyway. You know, it's cheaper now. It's cheaper now, especially if you're not the well theatrical. Well, if you think about theatrical. A theatrical release on film creates a, a, a fairly um, creates expense. Yeah, um, you know if you shoot in that was like you're shooting sixteen. If you shot now, you could shoot the same movie for the same price or less, and you could shoot high def video, and it would even look better. Yeah, I mean, as far as how it would translate, if you blew it up to thirty five, but you, I mean. Generally, you're just playing off a of DCP, anyways. And you're not well, I think you could rent. It. You could rent a red cam for like you know. Yeah, it's not that much. You yeah. could buy one. Yeah, I mean, not for twenty seven thousand dollars, but if you shot it on like a Canon five D, which is probably more of what you would do. Yeah, but they don't really. They don't necessarily. If you blow them up to film, mm -hmm. you know, like it gets. They're not a gonna. Wonky. They're not gonna hold up as well if you're just. And if you blow it up really big, I've heard that you're going to get some stuff. But generally, they look pretty awesome. Uh, what uh, What is the highest grossing movie you've worked on? Probably Goodwill Hunting, right? That's probably, probably uh, that. Yes, yeah. But that was as an exact producer. Accounts. As a producer, producer. 
As a producer, as a Mr. producer Wayne. Of <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Producer Bane. of Films. Bane, Bane on Films. <laughs> um, Dogma, I think, is the highest grossing movie Correct. that we made. 32? 30, 30 million. 30 million. Uh, do you want the adjusted gross if we're adjusting for inflation? Sure. 49. Wow. Nicely done, buddy. Is that a sex position? 49? Yeah. I guess. Could it be? It could be. We could make it. <laughs> You're sitting in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, you're so that's the four. Would be I'm the four legs the chair, of the chair. And then your your legs are around my ears. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to town yeah. on my cock. I love it. It's great. It's good. It's a good position. <laughs> going to town. <laughs> I'm working at like a fucking... Oh. <laughs> I would work it so hard. I'm so fucking pumped about this show. This episode is going to be our highest energy yet. Awesome. Uh, Last night, I watched... Yo, what did you watch? Kitchen Nightmare Sebastian? Kitchen Nightmare Sebastian! <laughs> All right. It's time for feed cap, everybody. And here's the thing that I fucking... My wife was like, could understand why I kept laughing. But every time, <laughs> it was just like, I've never... Ever, ever <laughs> met anyone? I, I believe, believe in less, less than, than you. you. <laughs> I mean, they show it five times. It's like it's, they show it yeah, five times. Coming up, show. yeah. It's like and I, it's you. just like I'm like. Could you imagine somebody saying that? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. Uh, did, uh, just before we get into the breakdown of the episode, uh, what did what did uh, what did Alex think of the of the of the program? She she liked it. Yeah, she liked it more. They, uh, um, she liked it more than the other one. Right. Years. Well, I think it's the I, dude on roids. Yeah. Was not. I think that one is. Uh, I think she was. She was Sebastian's shocked. Was she was pretty shocked. Yeah. He was pretty, but she was more entertained by me because every time they cut the promo, it cut <laughs> him going like ever, ever. <laughs> I've never ever. Ever in my life believed in somebody <laughs> less than you, and I would start fucking laughing. Uh, yeah, Sebastian's. Uh, it can't still be open. Sebastian's all over the world. No, it is long closed. I mean, it feels like the show is weird, where he is out of his mind. I don't know if he's performing for the cameras, although I, I, I just think he was Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, he was delusional as he. Um, said, but it did really feel like it. I will say this: it did feel kind of false when he switched gears. Like we both were like, "Like, what the fuck's Like he suddenly is just like, "Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, you yeah. fuck it." And then, and then it cuts to him like somewhere else, and he's just like, "You know, you got to face reality." And you're just like, "What the?" <laughs> like it felt fake. It, it felt, yeah, it, it felt, felt a little forced. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't know if it was him being self-aware or I them think, going like... I think it was him being self-aware. Like him being like, that oh my God, so, I got to... That guy was so trying to be aware of everything. The fucking... His headshot. Did they cut to his headshot? Oh, it was Did amazing. you see that? It was so funny. It was the best thing. I love when he asks the waitress, what do you do? And she, instead of saying, I'm a waitress, she says, I'm an actress. Yeah. <laughs> it's where he's saying like, what do you do here at yeah, the restaurant? Yeah. She goes, I'm an actress. <laughs> um... But it was a it was pretty amazing. Twenty uh twenty four unique flavor combinations. <laughs> twenty four twenty. Twenty unique flavor Everyone, combinations. Everyone no one knew how many it was. <laughs> they kept cutting to everybody giving a different answer. I do love how he's like you took he goes, There's pictures on the menu and he's like, Yeah, I took, took those myself. myself. And he goes, I usually you know, 
leave. Yeah. It's a sign to run. Uh, God, I'm so hungry even thinking about Sebastian's. It is. It can't be open. I assume that. I assume that they left. That guy went right back to his menu and drove the place in the ground. Yeah, and lost it is, his uh, wife all that money. Oh God, I wonder what she did. That's what I wondered. I wonder yeah, what, what she was have, doing that she had she that much money. money. His accent sounded. I would. I would actually assume that his hometown is Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's you that. picked up on that's that. That's that accent. Yeah, 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 totally. He definitely was. He definitely immediately reminded me of an actor yeah right he had that thing of just like i came out here to make it big as an actor i'm gonna be a huge actor and then he's like you know he opened the restaurant of all like without any substance whatsoever yeah <laughs> but that, what was remarkable about that place was that every every single food item was frozen every single food item is frozen and they've got fucking wood burning ovens burning that they ovens. weren't using and not only no 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 it wasn't I mean this is the way the show depicted it yeah. it was true or not is that they would light them but it was all it was just for set it was like in a set yeah. it was an environment thing where you're like look we have these we're not using them we're using a microwave insane insane just insane that, that someone fucking would think that steak that thing he so so you know so Gordon goes in and sits down and he's like bring me your calamari and the dude's just, he's like is it fresh and he's like yeah it's fresh of course it's fresh yeah. and he's just the waitress is like no it's frozen I'm an actress <laughs> and then, uh, so he lies then he brings out this fucking steak he orders a steak and it's uh -huh. like fucking chopped into little cubes it's like the most oh yeah 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 the was, most unappealing thing ever i mean it's like the meat looks gray it was like when i was like six years or seven years old and my mother would try to give me steak you'd just be like we'll chop it up for you we'll chop it up yeah but it's like it had this color it looked gray it looked almost <laughs> like he boiled it, yeah. it was so fucking it was it was awful he uh, said it looks like a plate of dog food. it just did it looked like i think my dogs would well they would eat it yeah i've seen what your dogs eat they eat well they do yeah well you wanna, i don't got kids yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's read a let's read a Yelp review of uh, Sebastian, shall right. we? From what year? Uh, this is from two thousand and seven. So this is the year of. Is this much. post? Yes. So this is this post. Is post. This is this seemingly is post. I think this might be pre. Yeah, this is pre. So here's pre the thing. So this is uh, she gives it uh, three stars. Victoria C from Sherman Oaks, California. Wow. I'm surprised to see such bad reviews. We went to Sebastian's at 5 p.m. hoping to have a nice dinner with my friend and beat the crowd. Well, it wasn't crowded. There was only one other party there. It was weird. We sat outside on the patio, which is really nice. After talking to our waitress, we found out that the restaurant was on Kitchen Nightmares and the patio was redecorated. So it is post. Okay. It had a beautiful fountain with plants, very nice soft touches, and little bistro tables. What was interesting was that she said the show only left half the decor when they were done, saying that saying it is to show what could be done with the restaurant. <laughs> interesting. Oh, so they came in and dressed it, and they're just like, and they're like, "This is amazing." It's like, yeah, you, you could do this if you. Yeah, we rented this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really nice. The food was good. We had the gourmet cheese pizza, which was really good, but that's hard to mess up. Our Caesar salads were bland and did not have a lot of dressing. 
We had bottled beer, so I'm not sure how their drinks are. The waitress is extremely nice, except she talked to us a little too much. She told us about the show, how she was an actress, where she's from, where she lives, about her boyfriend's her career, and about her job at the restaurant. Wow. Uh, listen, okay. Here's one from uh, from 2000. Okay, so this is this guy has an update. Received an email notice today that Sebastian is closing its doors on January 20th, 2008, and the owners are moving back to the East Coast. Note to the new owners, don't make the same mistakes Sebastian did. <laughs> this guy gives it... He's kind of a poster boy for, like, what not to do. Uh, this guy says, I worked in Sebastian's last... I worked in Burbank last year, and I've eaten at Sebastian's exactly three times. I don't know why he would say exactly three times. One time, someone referred me to the place uh, where I could have a quiet lunch. They were right. It was very quiet, like a ghost town. I was the only customer there during my 1230 to 1.30 lunch hour. I had a sliced steak sandwich, which was just okay. It was not a very memorable experience for the, as far as the food quality, but very memorable for the service. It was non-existent. I had to get up and walk over to the counter and ask for my tea refills and the check. I don't remember seeing Sebastian there, or his wife for that matter. I wouldn't have known who they were anyways. The second time I ate at Sebastian's was right before Christmas <laughs> Why would 2000, you go back? <laughs> 2006. My wife and I were meeting friends from Pasadena. They suggested Sebastian's for dinner. After my experience with them a couple months later, I said earlier, I felt no harm to try them for dinner. Couldn't be any worse, he says. The dinner was a stressful engagement. Our friends. <laughs> Yelp reviews read by Matt. <laughs> Uh, our friends, who said they had been there before, had a very difficult time understanding the menu options. After ordering, they kept second-guessing themselves, as if, uh, uh, as to if they ordered the right entrees. One of our party is a vegetarian and ordered the mushrooms with some kind of onion sauce on it. I don't remember exactly what kind of sauce it was, but it had onions in it. The point is, when our vegetarian asked if the onion sauce was vegetarian, she said yes. When it came to the table, our vegetarian took one taste of the mushrooms and proclaimed that there was meat broth and some of some kind in the sauce. Our other entrees were, again, just okay at best. Timmy Nolan. Timmy Nolan's would have been a better choice for the area for that evening, but again, it wasn't my call. This guy now goes back <laughs> a third time. <laughs> the third time <laughs> I went to Sebastian's was at the insistence of my wife after she watched the Ramsey show last week. And I watched a TiVo replay of it, uh, of the same, last weekend. So the first two times First before, two times was pre-seeing pre it on Kitchen Nightmare. All right. So at least now he might have yeah. a legitimate yeah. reason to now go he's to like, let's, let's try it. Okay. After watching the show, I was bound and determined not to preconceive any judgment uh, if we ever went again. Guess what? We went tonight. In fact, we just got home 30 minutes ago. This guy could not wait to digest his food. This guy was like, I, this is too important. I need he to put this to on the internet. The people know. Okay, ready? <laughs> yes, the menu has changed, and most of the Ramsey-inspired menus are still on the item. As to the decor, the change wasn't so great, and I detected a big difference from the last time we were there. They do have a full bar now. We don't drink, so no impact on us. Sebastian seems to have pared down the combination section to five or six, not 20. It's still a bit confusing for the uninitiated, I suppose. I had the ribeye steak. My wife had a red sauce margarita pizza. We each split a large house salad. My wife insisted we only try Ramsey-inspired entrees and to bypass menu items from the past. 
compared to the quality Italian American bistro fare in the valley in, in the valley in West Side, it's still only okay, not great. My wife kept comparing her pizza to the one she had at an Italian restaurant in Nagoya. All right, it's her experience. <laughs> it's her experienced rev. What? It's her experienced reference for pizza as being the best ever. I don't understand that. My steak could have been seasoned a bit more, a bit more aged, a medium rare like I ordered, not medium well like it came out. Potatoes were good, but the veg was a bit undercooked and cool. The service this evening was better than my previous lunch experience, but somewhat less attentive than the last time we had dinner there. (laughs) I would suggest if your curiosity gets the best of you, then try out Sebastian's. If you're not controlled... Are you fucking kidding me? If you are not controlled by media hype, both pro or con, then try somewhere else. There are many Italian-American bistro joints out there that offer a better dining experience. How can he recommend that? How can he say to go? He went a fourth time. (laughs) He went a fourth time? Yep. Added 1221 2007. Well, I visited Sebastian's today for a client lunch meeting. It was their choice. Every time. (laughs) Like most, they wanted to try the place after watching the Ramsey show last month. Although I had been before, I thought it might be worth trying again to see if changes have been made since last month. This guy's keeping up on this place like every month. He's got a lot of hope. I'm sorry, but the customer experience is still only worth two stars. Absolutely nothing has been learned or changed in regards to the service and food quality. My plain cheese pizza was the best thing I tried, and only fair at that. But my salad had sand in it. What? (laughs) Another in our group had the same complaint about her salad. She described the salad as gritty. Another lunching partner described his fries as having been cooked... A second time after getting cold. Well, I like double fried french fries. They're actually pretty good. Don't if you do it intentionally. Yeah, right. If you do it for the right reason. Yeah. Maybe not the way they did it. Don't look now, but it's a bad case of deja vu. Once again, someone in our group had to get up and ask for soda and tea refills. Fucking Wow, Sebastian. Why the fuck would you go four times? I don't... I, the, I, the, not I, occur, I watched the there show. There are restaurants I like in Los Angeles that I haven't been to four times. I agree. You know? There's places I go where I'm like, if it's good. Yeah. There's if, a... If, my problem is if it's good, there's generally a, a... There's... If it's good, there's a lot of times where I'm like, I feel like I could make it at home. Let's talk about the fact that Sebastian wanted to franchise... He had, that's my point, is that he had this, like, he he was, like, it was so L.A. Yeah. It was such a, like, he had this thing in his head, and he disconnected from what was going on in front of him. And he basically was just, like, he just kept, you could just tell, like, he had this thing in his head. Yeah. And it was, like, he was totally disconnected from what was happening, and he was, like, this concept, I mean, the fucking concept is like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's 20 different flavor combinations. I feel like Sebastian Ramsey, all over I the feel world. like I've never, ever, ever met somebody I believe in. <laughs> I really did like when he said Sebastian's all over the world. And just talk, picture it. Just picture it. Just picture it. Sebastian's all over the world. <laughs> and then Ramsey goes, you haven't even got one right. 
And it didn't it didn't deter him. Yeah. You no, know, the fucking best part is just like I won that one. Uh, <laughs> I won that one. <laughs> he argues with the We yeah. didn't have conversations with him where Gordon Ramsay was more just stunned yeah. into silence yeah. at his fucking absolute delusional statements and then would walk away and then his feeling was just like I won that one. Did you uh happen to catch the uh Ramsey um profile piece in the LA Times? No. Or maybe it was in the Times. Uh, it was pretty interesting, just like about the, how the business, the Gordon Ramsay group works and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like they license out the name now. They don't actually run the restaurant. They just take a 6% cut of the profits. Oh. Interesting, right? I mean, good and for And then him. most of the money he makes from TV, he makes like 15 to $20 million a year from his TV stuff. Wow. Uh-huh. And that all, he puts most of it back into the group, into the restaurant group. Wow. To keep it going. Good for him. Interesting, right? I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I do think like if he's just lending their lending their name. And do you know how like, much Gordon Ramsay steak makes a year? I'm sure you do. I do because I read that article. Fifty six million dollars. Wow. Yeah. How much does it cost to run? I don't know. See, those figures to me are like you got to know. Yeah, because like if it's fifty five million dollars to yeah, even if it's not right, the movie business at least reports like, well, the fucking shit costs this much, and I mean, yeah. although technically it's like. Well, if something costs this much to make, and the numbers are always usually not right or yeah. correct, because they're usually sort of like, ah, it costs more. Yeah. Um, but then you look into all the other costs that are involved, that right. aren't just the budget. Yeah, it's... it's but if, if it costs, you know, how many millions does it cost to run it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I assume that they're saying 56 million, because that's good. Seems like good, but I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if it's gross or net. It'd be interesting to find out. It would be good. We should just go eat there right now. Where's there one? Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm not going to Las what Vegas. What time's your movie? I can get you back in time. I don't want to go to Vegas. <laughs> I might go on the uh, 10th. Uh, Q's going out for a bachelor party. And of said, August? Yeah. And I said, eh, I might drive over. He's like, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm, uh, I'll be up at Skywalker Sound. You're the worst. Why? You're the worst at hanging out. Well, I have a job. <laughs> so do we. But I don't want to go to, I don't, I don't like Las Vegas. I know I, there's good food. I just don't like Las Vegas. I do. I like the, I like, I like a lot of it. I I'm really like, do. I'm not, I don't gamble. I have no, yeah. I have no, like, I do not enjoy gambling mm-hmm. whatsoever. I just do the roulette thing. I get bored. I do the roulette thing and then. They bring me free drinks and I get bored. I all, and the noise, I sound like I'm. Oh playing. yeah, the it is noise very loud. and all the people. I get real antsy. Yeah, I want to punch myself in the head to make it stop. No, that's just not my thing. Look, Matt, yeah. it's just not my thing. Scott, I, just I want, don't have to. I want it to be I'm your really thing. Fucking pumped I want it to be show. your thing. This is gonna be bringing me down. Vegas. Have you? When was the last time you went to Vegas? Yeah. For a friend's birthday a couple of years ago, we went and then we um, we went to Batali's Steak. Oh, okay. What's it called? I don't know what his steakhouse is called. It's. Uh, I don't even know where it is. It's in Vegas. It's in I don't know one of the fucking casinos. Is it still there? Yeah. Did you uh, Batali Vegas? It's called. It's called. Steak. It's not called steak because that's what its name is. It's called uh, um, 
It's called uh, it's Carne Carne Vino. Carne Vino, Carne Vino Italian Steakhouse. Yeah, that's where we went, which was very good. But his just... uh, his partner is uh, Joe uh, Bestinich. Uh huh. He's the guy that uh, he's the bald guy on uh, Master Chef. Gotcha. So I don't watch Master Chef. You should. You should watch all the things I watch. Only so we I can mean, talk I'm about trying. <laughs> Um, you have to pick the episodes. Like Sebastian's was like, I don't want to watch every single episode just no, to get yeah, the one yeah. where he's crazy. Right, right. Ooh, you're getting a tweet. I am. Who's tweeting at you? I, uh, uh, a band called Death expanded into more cities today. And they tweeted at you about it? I don't know. Wouldn't you know that? <laughs> or they retweeted me and it popped up. It's in, um, it's plain. I've never been to Matza, by the way. Pittsburgh, Providence, Rhode Island, Duluth, Minnesota. Minnesota this is our Minnesota week. Um, go check it out. I have been to, isn't it Moza? That's what I meant. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I, I would, uh, Alex and I went there for, I've been there a few times, and uh, they have a really good steak. I've had really good meals there. I've been to Babo. And, In New York? Yeah. Yeah. And I had the pasta tasting menu. Have you been to Italy? really good. No. That's his, that's like their huge complex. It's called Italy. Where's so that in New York? In New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to. They were looking at putting one in at the Beverly Center, like where that Luxor Cafe was, but it's not big enough. Yeah. So they're still talking about. The they're still talking about bringing. I don't want to go to a mall. I don't want to go to Vegas. I don't want to go to a mall. All right. Jeez, Scott. Okay. You, you and I are going to find either. something to do. You don't have to go to either. But don't make me do. Don't bring those up. Do you want to golf? I will golf. Yes. Let's do it. I gotta go to driving range first. All right, I can't really golf. Let's get, let's get back in really golf shape. Good. Let's just get back. I can't really golf either. I'm, I'm 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 all right at it. I'm not very. I haven't golfed. I haven't been on a course in probably ten years. I'm really hungry right now. Well, stop looking at the fucking food. Well, it's just flying by. It's just flying by. It's a little food just going by. Food, please. It's uh, my little nonsense word. Are food, you guys going please. to dinner tonight or what? No, no, I don't think so. We have some leftovers from food. We'll probably just eat and then go to the ArcLight. The ArcLight. Nice. Specific. It's not the dome, is it? I don't think so. I don't like. The I'm dome. not seeing it in three. I don't like the dome. The sound in the dome is not good. Right. The sound has like there's like a sweet spot in that room. Yep. Um, having done, I remember because we did a a we had a premiere there, and uh, the sound mixer from the movie was down there, and basically we were pink noising the room, and he basically is like. Showed me the little box you got to sit in. Yeah. He's like, this is the sweet spot and everywhere else. It just bounces. Yeah, it just yeah. bounces. It's not great sound. It's like the, uh, there's the, uh, there's the Mugar Omni Theater in Boston, which is an IMAX dome. Mm-hmm. You know what those are? Have you ever yeah. seen those? I don't really. Uh, so it's essentially like a dome, essentially a dome, a domed uh, yeah, ceiling. Yeah, and yeah, then it's yeah. all projected onto the dome. So it has the curvature on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's pretty intense. It's a very steep climb too yeah like the seating is really steep i know what it is i've yeah. been to one i've been to one before like i don't want to watch movies that way if you watch like a uh, i don't want to watch movies that way. <laughs> but like, it's just for essentially nature documentaries and stuff like that okay which is interesting and then like when they do the helicopter shots and stuff like that you feel like you're flying it's kind yeah of, i know it's kind of insane i've been there it's kind of insane i've I'm done just a few things all right leonard nimoy does the uh, introduction at the omni theater he does in boston because he's from boston but you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Now you do. Now I do. Fucking deal I feel with good it. Good about it. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, we got uh, Scott and I are planning a drunk episode. Uh, so I I'll be I'm gonna be done. Yep, I'm back from oh, Dallas. Get ready, guys. Here's some news. I'm back from Dallas. Uh, I'm in L.A. for a week, and then I am gone for three weeks, <laughs> and then I'm back. But then I'm back. So what you're saying is uh, around the end of August, shit's gonna get going. Drinking, camping, drinking, camping, feeding. Golfing. Golfing. Oh, I like it. And the cook-off. We have to deal with the cook-off. Yeah, cook we do off. have to do the cook-off. I was thinking about shooting it for the YouTube channel. <laughs> we could do... I don't know. My kitchen's big enough. I was thinking we you make it my, like a... You uh, house, right? Yeah, your kitchen's... You got, I mean, you got a fucking... You got a real range. I do. You know, you know like, a, like, a, like, a, like a professional chef lives there or something. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um... Lots to do. Yeah, we have, we have big plans for everybody at Phoebe. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Phoebe. I appreciate Especially it. Especially during the time of of our sort of emaciated, yeah, like long periods yeah, or of time long breaks. Between. But we've done twenty. We've done twenty one shows. Twenty one shows. We're of drinking age. Yeah, we have. Uh, we've we're, we're able to drink. I mean, how many shows has the uh, Space Monkeys done? Right, it's I don't like know. five. I was I on one, and they've done five, and uh, that was memorable for me. <laughs> Do you have a book? I have books. I brought books. Yeah, you'd actually physically, he's holding a book. Well, he's not holding a book, but this it's will make you. This will make you want to eat, too. Oh, look at that. Do you have a shit ton of cookbooks at your house? I do. I have a giant amount of cookbooks. And the, like, the Mark, and I, uh, Scott's flipping through this cookbook, which is going to be his feed reads for the night, and uh, he has pages that are, that are, that are marked off. Is that stuff you've made? Stuff you go, you're going to make? Let me see. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably both. Uh, Broil and Leash. I have, uh, the, the book is called Pork and Sons by Stefan Renault. R-E-Y-N-O-U-D. It's by, Fa- is it Faden? You think so? I would say that's how I'd say Faden. it. Faden. Um, it's called Pork and Sons. It's a book. It's it's very French because it's all about France and French cooking. Um, and it's all about pork. Smoked Boston butt. Oh, there's some good stuff in here. I've made... You're making me so hungry. I haven't made everything in here, but casserole of pork and hay. I feel like our podcast makes people the hungriest of any podcast. Because we are almost always talking about food. Boston butt cooked in beer. I've done that, which was really good. Uh, tenderloin. I did that. That tenderloin looked really good. There's a pork chop that I... Oh, tenderloins with maple syrup. What? It's very French. So a lot of sauces? Uh, there's not a lot. It's uh, pretty... Uh, it's not as French as you think it is. Well, it's a way it really breaks down the sauce. I watched a uh, I watched a Nova Science Now on the plane, which is uh, that show on PBS about uh, cooking. Oh yeah, it was just about the science of cooking and like how humans came to start cooking and like calorie consumption and like the invention of searing. I'm reading cooked. What was that? What was that? It's these headphones. Oh, oh. I'm reading Cooked by Michael Pollan. Pollan? Pollan. It's got to be Pollan, who wrote The Omnivore's Dilemma. And it's basically broken into four parts. Uh, fire, water, 
earth and air. Mm-hmm. And it sort of is about that. Yeah. Fire being like cooking with fire. And it's about barbecue and, and how um, the how things break down. Right now I'm in the water part, which mm-hmm. is all about. But it does talk about how things being cooked allowed us to eat more calories and eat things quicker. And yeah. it was like there's all this stuff that was inedible until the water part now, which is about braising or making mm. stuff in a pot, is like how once that once people started doing that, there's all this food that was otherwise inedible that they were able to eat. Not only meats, but vegetables too. Like there are certain things like tubers and stuff like that, that without that digest, it's it's almost like a second stomach or a first stomach for us. Like the cooking of it is like, if you take other animals that basically eat and barf, you know, eat like regurgitate and then, or, or things that have multiple stomachs, like the idea is that it's a, it's a, it's a first. I was just reading about second stomach situation, well, in, yeah, in, in Gulp, she talks about like it wasn't even in Gulp; it was in Spook because she was talking about how mediums would produce ectoplasm, and there was a theory going around that they had a second regurgitation stomach. When really, the, I think what we've all established by reading this is either they. They swallowed it and then puked it up a little bit during the seance because it was dark and you can't see them. Yeah, yeah. And it's essentially cheesecloth, just because it was wet with whatever the fuck it was in your body. That was ectoplasm, you know, and everyone thought it was like from the afterlife. And uh, are their vaginas? Oh, they would stuff cheesecloth yeah. in their vaginas yeah. and then pull it out and be yeah. like, "Ooh, there's a ghost." <laughs> there's a ghost vagina. <laughs> this, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they they were in gulps. Talks about how certain animals, like rats and yeah. and rabbits, would eat their own shit, and they have to because it's the only way to get certain vitamins. They did she also talk about how like there was a like uh, there was a, a, a people that would do this, like would bring up their like last meal and just start chewing it again and then swallow it again. No. In Gulp? It, I'm asking if she brought it. I haven't read Gulp yet, but I'm in, uh, she in Spook. She touched on that. She doesn't talk about that. It's interesting. But anyways, the this book is about what you're, kind of what the Nova yeah. is saying, which is like how cooking created civilization. Because it also reduced the amount of time we had to spend chewing or eating. And, and it, I mean, it's a theory, which is like that moment gave us – it gave us more t- by cooking. We were able to get more calories and get more energy and spend less time doing it. It's really, I think cooking is a good thing. I really <laughs> think cooking is a good thing. I agree. I just want you to know. I just want everyone to know that I think cooking is a good thing. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I love cooking. We, uh, I was cooking. I'm now that I'm home. I'm going to start cooking up a fucking storm. Yeah. I just signed up for the Amazon, uh, fresh thing. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we usually go to the farmers market on Sunday. Yeah, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna I mean it's late this year, but I had a garden and it's just gone to shit. But yeah. I'm gonna fucking dig in and and replant that bugger. I love it. I'm gonna fucking, I love it. I love it. I'm all big, over it. We have big big plans. Huge things plans. are gonna happen. Things are gonna grow and we're gonna eat them. Uh, we're gonna, gonna cook them. We might go eat lunch right now. At least I might go eat lunch. <laughs> There's this thing I wanted to try in this book called Seven Fires. It's, I think it's called Seven Fires. It's like an Argentinian barbecue thing where you just take a wheelbarrow and you basically um, take a wheelbarrow, barrow, wheelbarrow? Yeah, it's barrow. Bar- well, a wheelbarrow, yes. A wheelbarrow? Yeah. Barrow. Why do I call it a wheelbarrow? 
Anyway. Well, I always thought it was barrel. A wheelbarrow. Yeah, I always thought that's what it was until literally about a year ago when I was ta- I was talking about something. It was when I was working on Attack of the Show. And then someone's, it was in a script, I think, and it said Barrow. And I was like, is that right? And I looked it up. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is my entire life. I've been calling it a wheelbarrow. Um, but it's a barrow. Wheelbarrow, yep. A barrow. Yep. A barrow. What did I say? I called the barrow. A wheelbarrow. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, but anyway so it's a wheelbarrow. You basically yeah. take it and, I, and you basically build a fire in it. Mm-hmm. You use it as a cooking mechanism. You basically build a fire in it, wait till there are the coals, and then put the food in and cover it with dirt. And then you basically pull it out and use it as a way to cook. Put the food in and then cover it with dirt? I don't remember Is the exact order. wrapped up like in aluminum foil or something? Yeah, you basically create like a... You have yeah, because then it'll be like those... Like, didn't, I think there are some like Native Lobo. American cultures Yeah, that yeah. would cook like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Let's try it. Yeah, I want to try that. I also want to try that uh, sous vide in a cooler. Yep. That I want to try. God, we have so many things to try. If we would just do If we it. would just do things. <laughs> if you take away anything uh, from this audience, it's just just do things. Just don't talk about it. Like today, I, 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 this morning, I, had, I, I trained for an hour and I almost died. And it was uh, worth it. You're happy? Because now you're hungry. I'm happy. I'm hungry. That's why I like to work out because then I feel... I, I like eating yeah. when I work out. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It makes eating more enjoyable to me. So, uh, eating's the best thing in the world. We have so many problems, God. We have to do a... We have to go somewhere and do a restaurant review. Oh, my God. We're but not start. Las Vegas. We could write it up. And not a mall. You realize if we do a restaurant review... We could write it up. We can write... We No, we could write it up, sure. But we could also write off the meal. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Oh, my God. Well, basically, we worked it out where it's like, it's probably, with the sales of the t-shirt, maybe have enough <laughs> we money. maybe have enough money to have dinner. <laughs> no drinks. No. No. Yeah. I can tell you, that uh, t-shirt venture, I feel like the uh, Tell Him Steve Day guys are going to be very uh, disappointed <laughs> with their results. I don't know. They might. They, they probably actually they, they, will sell they more t-shirts. We'll they got probably a lot more do it again. They got a lot more listeners. Huh. Um. Yeah. If you ever bought a T-shirt, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We'll we'll do it again. There's still some black ones left. I think. I think there is too. Yeah. We haven't really been pushing. Nope. We haven't been doing a podcast. So there's. And if you and and so now that uh, we're kind of, now that we're kind of back, uh, four eyes and beard at gmail dot com. Yeah. If you have any questions, I mean, there's or about thoughts. 800 emails that we haven't gone through. So just wait. <laughs> A feedback. We haven't done a feedback in a long time. Yeah, we can do it next time. All right, we'll do a feedback next time and a feed cap. I don't know what we're going to feed cap next time. We'll figure it out. We got to go and, yeah. I think we'll we've tweet done it Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, we've done it. Something else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, in the meantime, just, just hang in there, everybody. Be delightful. Be delightful. Have a delightful day. Just I treat every day like you're Olivia Wilde. I've just never. I, Bert Wonderstone. Today is the day I noticed. That you use that word quite a bit. All right. You describe things as delightful. I don't think it's bad. I think it's delightful. Well, I think when I take <laughs> delight in something, then you... That's the word I would use to describe it. It's just not... An, it's, you know, it's its fine. I think it's great. It's what makes you you. Is it a wrong... Should no, not? it's what makes you you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so self-conscious about it. No, I just... I think it's... I'm like l- I said, I'm I think literally <laughs> so self-conscious about <laughs> delightful things. I, I think it's delightful. I'm going to start to use it. I think we should all bring it back. 
everybody have a delightful day i'm so glad that we've just figured out what this episode is going to be named (laughs) delightful yep it's a now the word doesn't seem like a word oh god all right uh yeah thanks everybody uh we'll be back uh if not one week from now definitely two weeks from now but i think we might record another one this week so yeah uh for scott Mosier, i've been matt myra i've been what I'm, I'm, I'm the delightful Scott Mosier. <laughs> uh, go eat something and then tell us about it. Thanks, bye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Did you know that every single show you hear on Sir is archived on Smodcast.com? It's like an online library of Smodgress. Who the fuck writes these lame-ass puns? Hmm. Film School Fridays, Education, Fat Man on Batman, Netheads, every fucking podcast, bro. Old shit, new shit, shit from two weeks ago, shit from a hundred years in the future. Well, not yet, but we're working on it. You can stream it, download it, go ad-free with a premium account, and, of course, listen live to Smodco Internet Radio. It's all on Smodcast.com.